0: Shout out to my sponsor, Outlaw Custom Creations, uh, owner Ruben Gonzalez. Y'all go like and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, he gets some firework done, you know, shirts, hats, all that, man. Again, go like and follow Outlaw Custom Creations on Facebook. Yep, yep.
1: Hey, Farron, what's hey. happening, man?
0: All right, man. You doing all right, Mark?
1: Yeah, man. Can't complain. Can't all complain,
0: right. man. How about you? I'm good. Doing all right, man. Good, good. Good, man. All right. We're going to jump right into it, man. I we- want to welcome everybody to episode 13 of Levi's Youth. And today we have everybody started off in high school, Holy Cross, went to college, UTSA. Uh, He started his select coaching career in 2010 with the S.A. Roadrunners, and he's been part of the Bombers organization since 2017, and he's currently coaching under 14U Christy Malpass in the Bombers Academy. I want to welcome everybody. Mark, man, I don't want to mispronounce your last name, man, so – if you just want to, you know, get, say your name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man, it's pretty easy. Vasquez, Vasquez, I've heard it all, man.
0: So I appreciate yeah, you having hey, me on, though.
1: I appreciate yo, you having yeah, me on.
0: Good show, man. I want to thank you, man, you know, for, you know, want to be a, being a part of the, the podcast, man.
1: Looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward yeah. to a good
0: conversation. Yeah, man. So, yeah, with the name, right, I've been my, – my wife is Hispanic, and I've been trying – we've been practicing – I even called the right before and and I'm like nah, I'ma just let him pronounce it. I don't <laughs> have my name pronounced bad so much living in Laredo, man. So I'm like nah, I'ma just I let him pronounce it. So <laughs>
1: oh, it's all good, man. It's all good,
0: yeah, man. So all right, man. So so you've been you've been living in San Antonio your whole life.
1: Yeah, man. Actually, I grew up in uh, in San Antonio, on the south side of San Antonio, and. uh, most recently, over the last – probably been about the last nine years, my wife and I, we moved out to the Hill Country and uh, currently live out here in Bernie, Texas.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice, man. And college and UTSA, did you go to – did you play ball in college? Or no,
1: you- man, I wish. I was too slow. I could hit a
0: little bit, <laughs> but I was too slow and wasn't good enough defensively. So,
1: didn't, didn't have the opportunity to play at UTSA. Had some opportunities to play some small JUCO ball, but just didn't take that opportunity and um, – you know, is what
0: it is. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So, so when when you started in the select in, in twenty ten, was it it just by something you wanted to do, or or how did you get into coaching select?
1: I actually started because of my uh, my oldest daughter. She uh, she started playing t ball and CYO, so kind of did the coaching thing through uh, through CYO and coached all the sports: volleyball, softball, or volleyball, t ball, basketball. And, uh, and then she got into the select world around, I think she was 8U, when she started her first coach pitch select deal with the, uh, and I can't even remember the name of the team that she started with, to be honest with you. And uh, from there, met a couple of guys, Rob Chavez and Ali Terio, and we, uh, we formed a team called the Roadrunners, and that's kind of where it started. And uh, all three of our kids played on the team, and we had a whole, whole group of kids from San Antonio. Uh, group man that, that whole group, for the majority of them, went on to go play Either volleyball or, or softball at the next level, so it was pretty cool to see their uh, their growth from mm-hmm. ten U to to college ball.
0: Yeah. That, so that's
1: yeah. kind of how I got started, man. It was just being a dad, and I always had a passion for for coaching kids, and uh, so just kind of stuck.
0: Uh, nice, nice, man. And and now being in the in the bombers in 2017, is that when your your daughter? went over to the organization as well
1: no actually my so my oldest daughter she played uh select ball with uh San Antonio or blaze actually okay. and uh started she played let's see her first blaze team was with uh nate rodriguez uh he's a cousin of mine so she had actually quit playing softball and the next year decided hey i want to i want to jump back into it nate said hey man we got an opportunity and the rest is history she played Uh, The rest of her select ball with Blaze. Tried to get her on a bomber team her last year and uh, just wasn't going to be the right fit, so she finished off with Blaze. And then uh, I started with the Bombers with my youngest daughter. We started a a Hill Country uh, bomber team out here in Bernie, and that's kind of where the the origin of uh, me and the Bombers have started. And then she decided she was going to hang up the uh, select softball cleats, just play high school ball this year. And I decided, well, I can't uh, give it up in – just
2: continue to
0: coach. Mm-hmm. So you still giving your hard earned time. See, that's a good thing. Like it's not many coaches, you know. After, you know, because it's just most most coaches is get into it by coaching, coaching the kids. So now, how how hard is you? Like you just go, you gonna keep keep coaching, or since she gave it up, you know, you gonna just how about how and about how about how long will you keep going?
1: You know, I don't I haven't put a timetable on it um I'm enjoying it. it's uh this fall was a grind though I'll, I'll be honest with you we were gone six or seven weekends in a row um so you know not seeing the wife and the kiddos for six seven weekends in a row was uh was a grind but you know my wife knew knows that hey I, I enjoyed doing this um she knows that it's it's just kind of in our blood so you know she gave my blessing she gave me the blessing and said all right I'm gonna keep going until you know, who knows when we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll coach in the spring a little bit um, when I have time in between uh, watching my daughter play in college. And then this summer it'll be full bore. And we'll probably be gone again, six or seven weekends out of the eight or nine in the summertime uh, traveling all throughout the country, trying to win a national title with Christie. So it'll be, it'll be another fun, fun summer. And then I'll, I'll, I'll do it again in the fall next year and keep on rolling. So we'll see a yeah. good buddy of mine. Uh, Adrian Rodriguez has talked about him being uh this is his retirement plan coaching in college. And, you know, we talked, he started talking about it and just kind of started piquing my interest. I said, man, maybe in about 15, 20 years, if I, I'm lucky enough, maybe I'll, I'll retire and get into a high school coaching gig or, or a local college gig or something like that. I think, I think it's something that I'll probably never hang up. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Hey,
0: you sound, sound like you got a, it's just a passion. It's, it's a passion that you have, you know, it, and- it is, man.
1: It is, it's, it's, uh, it's addicting. The kids are great. As long as the kids are great, man, I, I think I'll do it as long as I can. That's really what kind of gets me, gets me going into it. They're, uh these athletes are getting better and better as as we as I get older and, and as the game progresses. So it's it's pretty fun to see uh, to see these athletes grow.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 good because like I started off coaching my my oldest one when she was four when she started. No three actually. She started t-ball with the boys, and then, but like, I don't coach past eight. I, mm-hmm. I
1: don't
0: go. I don't go that far after that far. It's like it's, it's past my knowledge. I can't. I can't really teach. You know, much. I'm not that into it. Like, I was just playing basketball, and 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 that's it. Like, you know, no, so.
1: I, I I hear you. It was uh, that's when I gave up coaching my oldest daughter. When she when she went on with Nate, I knew it was time for me to to mm. say, hey second year 14U, going into 16U, it's, it was time for me to, to let go. And it was a good thing for our relationship because man, we, uh, we would, we would have some battles that's for sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: And it was fun, man. Watching from the, uh, watching from the stands and, and, uh, I got that coaching ed bug again when they went to California one year and, uh, Johnny Villanueva, who's a local high school coach here in San Antonio. I he needed an assistant coach. I don't know what, what happened that he needed somebody to help out so I helped out and man we we made a pretty deep run at PGF and ever since then hadn't looked back so it's been fun
0: nice man how how is it going to those you know those PGF tournaments where, man it's just everybody is is tough competition like I, as coaches man how how is the how how do y'all go into those into those games you know and like every game is you playing top is no Pity around teams there is just straight ballers.
1: No man, it was a that that year was a grind. Um, that was the the highest finish that that we had ever had, uh, or for me at least, coaching uh, at a national tournament. I think we finished top ten that year. A little bit of controversy. We we got through it because a team that we had lost to first round had an illegal player. We we uh protested it, and I hate winning like that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh we ended up winning that game, and then we just went on a run and, and made it to, I think, Friday of PGF, which Saturday's championship Saturday. We ended up top ten. Uh, but to answer your question, it, it, it's – it every pitch, every inning, mm-hmm. every at-bat is just an absolute grind. Uh, you know, we were – we had, we had some studs on our team that year, man. We had a kid that was going to North Carolina from Wimberley, uh, Caroline Cagle, and uh, she was dominant. That kid threw – High sixties could hit seventy once in a while, uh, and when she was on, she was on. It was nobody that was that was able to hit her, so we were able to ride her arm um, and a few others through. Like I said, to the top ten finish, it was it was really really a fun time. Um, but you're right, there there's not a team there that is a slouch. Every pitcher is going to go play big time ball or or some type of college ball at the next level. Uh, every every position player the same thing. So it's you know it's it's a who's who of of uh, players out there and then you know the added pressure of having the college coaches in the stands when you look up in the stands you see a who's who of coaches Mm -hmm. you know patty Gasso, jt Gasso, you see texas (laughs) a&m florida alabama you know you name it you you see them out in the stands so that that adds pressure not only to the players but as a coach you know you you just you want to make sure that those kids are are put in the right position to succeed not only for that game or that tournament but to be looked at and get recruited for the next level um, and what
0: what age group? What age group was this?
1: That was sixteen. You was when we went out there with the uh, with Blaze.
0: Dang, that's that's crazy. I bet I couldn't imagine the pressure though having these, you know, like colleges, top colleges at that.
1: Oh man, it was. Uh, I can I can only imagine the stress that it puts on the kids. Uh, yeah. We we got our first experience with it with my daughter when she was a an eighth grader, and she went to a tournament in Florida called the D nine tournament. Um, it was back then when recruiting was was really, really crazy. And you could, you know, kids were committing at seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to this tournament in Florida in the fall of her eighth grade year. It might have been her freshman year. Uh, and we got up there and that's when you knew it was it was real. You know, we're sitting in the stands It's me and my, my uh, I think my sister and my dad drove in from Georgia and we're sitting in the stands and around us is who's who coaches, you know, OU, Florida, Bama. Uh, no, no less than 40, 50 coaches sitting in the stands, just watching, watching these kids play, and you know, it was, it was, it was stressful, but it was fun at the same time.
0: Man, that's so. Like, what, what is a, a good pep talk? Like, you know, knowing as coaches, like you see these coaches, other high school, see these, yeah, excuse me, see these college coaches in the stands. What's a, what's a good pep talk you giving the girls? You know, be, before the game start.
1: And I try and tell these girls just to live in the moment, um, trust their training because they train so hard throughout the year that they, they, they really do get after it. So my, my message to them is just be, you go play as hard as you can. Don't worry about the mistakes. Um, just go play, go play, live in the moment, play pitch to pitch and uh, let the chips fall where they may. And you know, we, we've, I've been fortunate to be around some really good athletes, um, some dogs, man, that just, that just get after it. And uh you know they, they've they've all found some success uh, at the next level. So, for me, that that's it's just keep it as simple as that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, don't. There's no no point in getting all overwhelmed though at the same time. No, that right
1: right then and there is is not the time to uh, to get too crazy. You got you got to be able to calm the heart rate down. You got to be able to to control your breathing and just keep keep playing in the moment. Um, for for me, that's that's how I feel like these girls are or athletes in general were most successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, man, how is it having a daughter playing in a, in a, in a top conference, top college in the United States?
1: Man, it's a, uh, it's a blessing. I'll say, I'll say that, you know, we've, we've been fortunate. She's, uh, she's taken us on a ride that we never thought we would, uh, we would be on. Um, it was, uh, I, I would say it's, it's a blessing it's been fun man. We've met some great people along the way. We've seen some some high level softball um at some of the best tournaments uh, in the country and uh we're enjoying it. She's going into her junior year. She hasn't played a whole bunch. She's gotten a few opportunities here and there. Um looking forward to to a junior season where hopefully she takes advantage of some opportunities and and gets more playing time. But man, she's she's taking full advantage of every opportunity that she's had at at, uh, at Notre Dame right now and and has embraced the academics, has embraced the softball and, and college life, and we we couldn't have asked for uh, for a better ride so far.
0: Nice, man. That's, man I, that's, that's nice. That's something that I look forward to. I can tell you that, but I don't know how it's going to be, but I look forward to that in, in the future, man. That's just a, a big accomplishment, you know, to – you know, it's good to get to a college, but to get to a – a top college a power 5 college you know man that's that's a blessing man i just want to congratulate y'all on that no
1: i appreciate it man yeah she's uh she did all the work we
0: uh we helped her along the way but it's
1: it's mm-hmm. uh it was definitely a united front or a united uh mission for for all of us to to get her there so yeah. it was good it, it was fun
0: Nice, 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 man. Um, so like on y'all coaching staff, man, do you do you call the pitches or, or who what coach y'all have? No, okay.
1: man. So I'm I'm uh, so I, I actually float between two teams. I'm uh, I oh. I help with the uh, Christy Malpass and Bobby Buchanan on our 14U gold team, and then I go back and forth between our 14 national team. So our first year 14U team in the academy with Bianca Gonzalez. So I I just assist on both teams coach first base um, I love hitting fungo man so so that's kind of my jam uh, that's that's really my role is coaching first base helping the hitters go through their planning when uh, before they get up up to the bat or up to the to the plate mm-hmm. and uh, and helping with defensive alignments so that's that's really what I do calling pitches that's where uh, that's Christie's that's Christie's job and and Bianca's job when I'm helping her uh, with the younger 14s
0: Okay. So man, that's, that's dang. So you do they practice together or practice at the same, you know, location? Cause that got to be a little tough. Yeah. To- so,
1: so what we do is, is within our Academy, we have four different locations or three different locations, one in Dallas, one in Houston, uh, one in central Texas, actually four, one, one down South, I believe in Corpus. Um, so we get together once a week during the fall, We have a combined practice with all of our kids within that area. So we get our kids from Central Texas, San Antonio, Austin, New Braunfels, all all those kids in and around that area. We have practice down at uh, at Zorn. And then our Dallas folks, they handle the Dallas practice, and our Houston folks handle the Houston practice, same thing with the Corpus practice. Uh, And then occasionally, when we're not playing on the weekends, we will come together as a team. So we'll bring both of our 14U teams together, and we'll just have a joint practice.
0: Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. OK. So the girls from if they from different areas, they still practicing with other academy girls.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're all trying to reiterate the same fundamentals, the same situational stuff that way when we come together on the weekends, because we have kids from from everywhere. man. mean, we have kids from San Antonio, Dallas, Houston. Um, we had some kids from Louisiana. Uh, Nate and I last year, we had a kid from Oklahoma that would come in. She traveled six, seven, eight hours for a practice.
0: That's, yeah. So yeah, the
1: level of dedication right now is from, from some of these kids and parents is, is crazy, man. It's uh it's fun to see.
0: That's man, that is that is crazy. That is, man. But hey, gotta do what you gotta do for the kids, man. That's yeah, I the agree. Thing. That's what it's all about, right? If you want yep. the best for your kids, you gotta do what you gotta do.
1: That's and, true, man. That is
0: true. Yeah, man. So like like you know, like all players, right? You have to in, in a different way, man. So like, how do you go about you know relating to like you say you coach first base, so like different batters, um, like what's a what's a pep talk you give them, you know, going up going up to to the plate.
1: So I try and keep things as simple as possible for them, man. I, I don't I don't want to give them a hitting lesson when they're at, uh, at the plate. Last mm. thing I want is for for my hitters to to be thinking too much. Uh, you know our 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 basic message or my basic message to them is hey, pick a good pitch to hit. You know, look to do damage early in the count. So when you got an 0-0 count, a 1-0 count, 2-0 count, you're looking for a certain pitch in a certain location. And when that pitcher makes that mistake, you're not, you know, you're not gonna let her or get off the hook. You're gonna do damage. So your your mentality is what I want them to do is as soon as they step in the box, it's go time. It's it's me against you. When I get my pitch, I'm not missing. Uh, I try and keep the mechanics very minimal to, to talk about mechanics. You know, if there's something that's you know super crazy, we'll talk about it in between at bats. But in that moment it's competition as soon as you step in the box it's go time uh, it's you against her and your, your goal is to get on base any way possible
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I try I to try keep it as light as possible as well um, you know there was a point in time where I do a lot of yelling and screaming and, and now I've I've matured and I've gotten a little bit wiser as I've gotten older so it's it's less yelling and screaming and more you know just keep it light and, and compete really.
0: Mm-hmm. but I man I know like the intensity in those games got to be got to be at the highest level possible.
1: Oh it is man it is not you know, so these kids are put there's a lot of pressure on them you know there's they don't want to fail they they're not stepping in the box to go strike out like they they want to succeed. So you know they have from from the stands they have pressure put on from hey man am I going to get recruited with college coaches in the stands so the last thing I need to do as a coach is add extra pressure to them. Yeah. We add the pressure during practice. You know, we're trying to make practice as tough as possible, harder than game like, uh, harder than, than than it is in the game. So that when you're in the games, it's it's just let me go play, let me go enjoy enjoy the game. But you know, so so for me as a, as a coach, I feel like my role is to to reduce the stress and put them in the best best uh, situation possible for them to succeed. So if that means a you know a just a quick word of encouragement or hey you got this you know type of deal then then that's what i'll do if, if a kid needs to be you know have their rear end jump we can do that as well i try and do that in private and and not yell and scream on the field but uh sometimes you know it gets the best of you and uh, and it happens but for the most part i try and keep them as locked in and focused and, and keep the moment as light as possible for them so they're not as stressed out any more than they already are
0: right knocking man Cause I know they stressed out just <laughs> looking, looking in the stands, seeing all them universities, man, like Oh that. man,
1: it's it, it's crazy, you know. It's uh, from when my daughter was growing, doing it, my oldest daughter, to now. The times in recruiting have changed. The the amount of pressure, social media, mm-hmm. um, social media's presence, in my opinion, has added so much pressure to these kids to be perfect. And and man, it's 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 tough, but. You know, it's the life they choose. It's it's something that they want to do, and they got to understand that it's it's not going to be easy.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, you're not trying to baby them. You know, so they they got to understand it's what they're doing is is not easy. What they're trying to accomplish is not easy. But there's no need to to put as much pressure on yourself because if you if you put that pressure on you and you you play tight, you're just not going to be successful, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I look at when you playing with pressure, like. You know, when you go, it's something gonna happen. Something bad happen. Yeah, like it's best to just go out there and just have fun. Mm -hmm. Fun, man. So, um, when you like at your at your practices, man, like y'all just do a bunch of fundamental stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, for the most part, we'll go through. We'll do our defensive set for the first forty-five minutes to an hour. Kids will get stretched out, get warmed up. We'll get our individual defensive stuff in. So we'll, we, we're fortunate enough to have, you know, six, seven, eight coaches for the most part at every, every practice. And uh, we're able to isolate our outfielders, isolate our corner infielders, our middle infielders, our pitchers go through a bullpen, our catchers work with Nate and, and somebody else. So we're able to focus in and, and hone in on the individual position skills uh, doing individual dailies, whether it's rolling ground balls, working on footwork, working on glove work, uh, little things like that, just to make sure that their skills are, are in tune and ready to go for for live fungo and and stuff like that. So we always we always prep their bodies, make sure that they're ready to go for for live ground balls and live fly balls, and a lot of it's just focusing on on the little things, man. Like I said, the footwork, the glove work, the uh, the arm slot for an infielder. Uh, outfielders making sure they're getting behind a ball, a ball, making sure their foot works right, getting good breaks on the ball, stuff like that. So it's always focusing on those little things before we jump into our full infield/outfield. When we do that, we're working on cuts and relays. Uh, we're working on first and third situations, and we're working double plays going to one with the infield/outfield going four. Uh, you know, so we try and get all that in within about an hour time frame. And, uh, when the kids are rolling, it's pretty fun to watch. It's the ball's flying around, you know, nothing's hitting the ground in the outfield. Nothing's going through the infield balls, just, just zooming across the infield hitting cuts on a line. It's, it's pretty fun to watch when they're, <laughs> um, when they're not, man, it can be, it can be, uh, it can be it can be a, it, yeah, it's, it's tough to watch when they're not though. I'll, I'll tell you that. And, uh, that's where, that's where Scott comes in and, and reins them in and, and gives them an old Scott Smith pep talk, um, uh, and uh usually that'll that'll do the trick.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it so it's like so he's there at at all the the practices.
1: Yeah, so we're we're fortunate enough to have Scott at our uh, Central Texas practice for the most part. Um he's he's the chief, man. He he right. he's the one that uh that gets things rolling, we fall in line and, and uh and he he, you know, he's the one that gets it going. So
0: so man, it's so. Then it's like man, these girls. I mean, the ultimate goal is to to get on his team. So man, having him there at practices, they should be already, you know, a little bit ready for the game. Seeing them other coaches there.
1: No, they're they're fortunate, man. He's he's one of the good. He's one of the best to do it in in the uh, select world, man. Uh, he's he, I've learned a lot from him over the last couple of years. Uh, situational stuff that that. Uh, that's helped change my coaching perspective as far as, you know, doing things a certain way um, in game adjustments to seeing how aggressive he is on the bases stuff like that is, is fun to watch. We're, we're pretty fortunate to have team speed on most of our teams and uh, and Scott's big on, on making sure that we, we put pressure on the defense and uh, you know, we're, we're running crazy on the bases. We'll, we'll do some things that, that are not conventional. We'll, we'll run ourselves out of innings, but <laughs> you know, most of the time when, when, when our kids are on the bases, it's pretty fun to watch. They, you can you can tell the pressure that's put on the opposing team's defense, mm-hmm. and the mistakes that they that they make, and the runs that we were able to grab, uh, just because of our team speed and base running. So that's been that's 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 an area of focus that uh, for all of our teams that that's that that separates us, in my opinion,
0: from the the base running.
1: Yeah, the base running for sure.
0: At, mm-hmm. And y'all do that at every practice yep for the most part of every practice now there's times where we just don't have time
1: for it but for the most part that's that's a focus of ours uh making sure they understand how to do you know the bomber walk and first and third base running situations mm-hmm. we're always hunting bags man always looking for that extra bag it's never just bag to bag um so you know th- we try and instill that at an early age to these kids to make sure that they understand we're going to be aggressive um th- most of the time it's calculated risk sometimes it's not like I said, sometimes we'll run ourselves out of innings and you'll be in the stands thinking like, man, what the heck are these coaches doing? Like, They're, they're just, why would you do that? And you know, just kind of what we do sometimes. And, you know, we live with it, but for the most part, it, it, uh, it works out for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to know, man, you can, you can be good with with it and you can be bad with it. That's like, for sure. Um, Like the sure. NBA, they say, you live and die by the three. Yep.
1: You know? And we kind of, we, we do the same sometimes man, with our teams, you know, there's, there's times where we'll we'll win games and we don't have a lot of hits, but man, we get on base, find a way to walk, and you know, kid will steal a base, and before you know it, we got first and third, and we're running a, a crazy first and third play, and uh, and we scored a run, and you know, we didn't even have a base hit. So um, things like that are, are what separate, in my in my opinion, what separates the bombers from a lot of other teams is our team speed, and even our kids that don't have a lot of speed, they understand how to be aggressive, um, and and look for extra bags, so that that helps them. Uh, get extra bags and and turn singles into doubles or doubles into triples. So mm-hmm. it's it's fun to see.
0: Right? Do y'all do y'all work on a lot of speed drills at practice?
1: That we don't, man. We don't. We don't. We, there's just not a lot of time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're blessed with kids that that, that spend happens. their time their off their off time during the week at strength and conditioning and and running. Uh, you know their strength and conditioning. Their their speed and all those different things. We're fortunate that, that the kids that we have, they put in the work that's necessary to make sure that we're, they're prepared. Um, right. So we get we get some really good athletes, man. We're, we're fortunate to get really, really good athletes that can run.
0: Nah, it, it's, I mean, there's always – you have to always put in work outside of practice.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. That's not to say we don't do stuff. Like, you know, well, during our training camp, we have uh, – I think it's Blair, Wyoming. He's our strength conditioning guy. He'll put the kids through some some workouts, some stuff that they can do on their own at home um we just there's just not a lot of time at, at practice to do a lot of the speed and agility stuff uh you know we get our stretching in. we'll we'll incorporate the base running and stuff like that but it's tough to to do a lot of the strength and conditioning and speed and agility uh, oh, okay. during weekday practices in the fall or in the summertime most of that time we're, we're getting ready for for big tournaments so we got to make sure the skills are are dialed in
0: yeah because y'all yeah y'all and like how was y'all traveling the schedule
1: oh man the fall was crazy you know it's uh I think uh, six or seven weeks out of the out of this past fall, from September to November, was on the road. Whether it was Houston, Dallas, um, we didn't do anything out of state, which was nice. That's uh, with with alliance and the way that's that's worked out. There hasn't had to be a lot of out of state travel, mm-hmm. which I like. We just we go to Houston, we go to Dallas. Did we play anything in San Antonio? We we had one tournament in in Seguin, uh, but for the most part, everything was Houston and Dallas.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, and it's, and, and, but at those tournaments, it's, it's teams from different, different states, or is it all just Texas teams?
1: For the most part, it's all Texas teams. We do get some teams from Oklahoma now, like bomber exposure. And we got teams from all over the country. You got teams from California flying. You got teams from Georgia, from Florida that came in. Uh, so that tournament is always a fun tournament to, uh, to be a part of. Cause you get teams from all over the country that you don't normally see in the fall. You, you don't, you, know, you see those guys in the summertime when you're at tournaments, but uh, it's nice to see that at the uh, at the Bomber exposure those those teams come in and it's a good measuring stick to see where you're at in the fall.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that should be real good. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: you know when when my older daughter was growing up, we would there were two out of state tournaments that we would go to every fall. I uh, would go to D nine and then we'd go to Illinois. So that was that was a little bit different. Uh, recruiting was a little bit different then. But uh, or you'd have to go to California for the Surf City uh, PGF tournament in the fall. So there were three out-of-state tournaments that uh, that were good to go to. Mm-hmm. But now that everybody's kind of gotten on board with Alliance, for the most part in and around Texas, it, it's it's nice for for us to be able to just travel four or five hours and not have to worry about getting on a flight and going out of state during the fall for a quick weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Uh... And how how many days, like, most of y'all, most of y'all big tournaments, like, is it, like, mostly, like, four or five days or what?
1: Uh, in the summertime, yeah, they could be week-long, man. Like, uh, so, Christy Malpass's 14-U team, they were fortunate enough to uh, to win the national chi- championship for Alliance last year. And I think they played 15 games, maybe 17. I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 17 games from Sunday to Sunday that week of uh, of the national championship. So, you know, that tournament there was was a week-long tournament. Colorado's a week-long. Um, everything else in the summer is usually average four or five days. It'll be a four-day weekend, like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, some tournaments locally will be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it, it varies. But the big tournaments are usually about a week long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, man. That's to go to multiple week-long tournaments, man, that's crazy
1: yeah man it, it is man it's it's a financial sacrifice for parents too um, you know parents it, it's it's tough on them because you know you, you it's it's a life you choose but it's it's an expensive life you choose every time you know they're getting started in this thing I tell them, man you, you got to be a little crazy to do this because you're gonna miss family functions you're gonna, you're gonna spend a hundred thousand dollars or more through this whole journey you're gonna be gone you know five six seven weekends in a row it's hotel it's food that's gas. Uh, you know, before you know it, it's a ten fifteen thousand dollars summer, a ten fifteen thousand dollars fall. That's not on top of dues or extra training. So it, it's it adds
0: up, man.
1: It, it does. It it really really does. It's it's nuts, man.
0: Uh, yeah, and see, like with me and and my wife and stuff, we we was big on like you know going to all the family family events and going you know doing all that, and then select and bombers got into our life and man i don't think i've been to well, like a family reunion in in years <laughs> right it's like uh, yeah i'm going this year and then uh dang we got a softball tournament <laughs> yep like crap you know so but it's crazy it, man
1: it's it is it, mm-hmm. it's uh it's a drug I, I it's it's addicting man you uh i don't know but then you know the, the people that you meet along the way they become more like family you know you're spending yes. some holiday weekends with them it's fourth of july you're spending Fourth of mm-hmm. July with the softball family, Memorial Day weekend, Labor yeah. Day weekend. So it's you know you 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 get to to meet some really good people and yeah. they become lifelong friends. So
0: and that's that's one thing that we've been fortunate with, right? Because we moved to San Antonio, me and my wife and kids, and we don't have family here. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, yes yeah, for financial reasons, but sports was like. A big thing, right? Because we was mm-hmm. in Laredo, and then my daughter had got on a, a team here, and we was traveling here all the time, and we were yep. just like, like, why don't we just move over there? <laughs> 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 you know, but like, like you said, you I, you meet a lot of good people, and that's one thing I've been fortunate to do is meet a lot of people in the softball world.
1: No, we have as well, man. We some of our best friends now have, have been through, uh, through softball. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that I would do things differently. I, I may, there's some things that I, I guess I would do a little bit differently. There, there's some functions that I wouldn't miss for, I wouldn't let my daughter miss now if I was doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she missed out on some things that were, you know, kids shouldn't necessarily miss out on uh, because man, we, we got to leave for, we got to leave Friday night to get to Houston for an 8am game Saturday morning. So you got to miss homecoming during during high school and you know you got to miss this and you got to miss that and uh so th- there're certain things that that if i could do it all over again she she'd enjoy those things and and i wouldn't put as much pressure on her to to get to those tournaments on time or not necessarily on time but i would just leave a little bit later you know it, it just do things a little bit differently where she wouldn't miss some of those things that that in my opinion kids shouldn't always miss
0: right right um yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's something that that I have coming up. My daughter, she's I mean, she's still in fifth grade, but like going into middle school, I know a whole lot of things change. All the extracurricular activities oh, yeah. and all this. So I tell her she be asking questions every now and then and I'm like, You hey, you gotta choose. Like I'm not gonna yeah. choose for you. Like same as is in your softball thing. Whatever you, whatever you decide to do, okay, that's that's your choice, right? Right. I, I can only give you what I think, think that you should do. But at the end of the day, like, you have to say yes or no to it, not me. So,
1: I agree, man. It's uh, if if the kids have a passion for it, you know, we as parents will do whatever it takes to uh, to get them or to for them to be successful. But uh, the kids gotta want it. The kids gotta be the one that, and I gotta get work working before we go do this, that, or the other. Um, and it's fun to see that, you know, because those those skills translate into life, right? I mean, those those skills are uh, that work ethic, that determination, that drive is is what will ultimately lead them to a successful career and a successful life after softball. Um, right. So th- those things are important to instill at an early age, and um, you know, but it, there's it's sacrifice. You're you're not going to make every function, but you can make some. Uh, yeah, you can you can give a little bit as a parent, in my opinion. Um, and people will always say, "Well, man, it worked for you guys." Yeah, it did work for us, and we were fortunate that it it worked out. But I think that because of her de- determination, her passion, her drive, um, she ultimately would have gotten to where she wanted to go to. And you know, we didn't necessarily have to miss as many things as we did.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what man like that's what I think uh, uh I mean I, certain people probably understand but I know a, a lot of people that's like not in I mean that in select or AAU or, oh yeah you know all the different sports mm-hmm. like the commitment you give you got have to give to these sports man it's like it's a whole life-changing
1: oh thing. it definitely is man
0: stuff you know um so like being I mean how much of a parent do you be like coaching your kids? Like, how do you like? How do you separate? Like, okay, I'm daddy here and coach here.
1: So when I was younger, it was tough for me, man. It was your kid always gets the brunt of the the frustration. If the mm-hmm. team's not doing well, it's always your kid's fault. So you always take it out on them. Um, I was telling a story to a friend of mine the other day. We were my my oldest daughter came in from college and she was given a little defensive lesson to a group of kids. And I was talking to a buddy of mine that was there and, and I said, I had a come to Jesus moment when she was, I think 12 U, and we were out at Huber ranch and, you know, we, the coaching staff that I was part of, we were a bunch of yellers and screamers, man. We would enough. Nothing was ever good enough. We were those guys that would kick the bucket and just, just idiots, man. In my opinion, we were, we were just, we weren't, we weren't good in that aspect of controlling our emotions. Um, but it changed for me one, one moment where she's playing left field, ball's hit. It was cold. It was wet. It was rainy. She slips and falls in the mud in the warning track. And there I was like an idiot, just yelling and screaming, man. And get up, get up, get the ball in. Poor kid's just drenched. It's cold. And uh, I'm making a scene. Game's over. One of the coaches called my wife. like, hey, man, check on, check on McKenzie. Make sure she's okay. Mark was out of control, yada yada yada. And and for me at that moment, I realized, okay, that's not right. You gotta calm down, pump the brakes. Mm. You can't coach her like you, she's your kid. You gotta coach her like she's any other player. So for for me, it was tough growing up. But as I've gotten older, it's it's man, what were you doing? You gotta be able to coach your kid like she's anybody, like she's just another player on the team. Do the dad stuff outside of practice or have one of your coaches do it. Mm. Um you know, I was fortunate enough to to really kind of get my first high level coaching uh, position with uh, Bombers fourteen U Crews four years ago, and uh, you know my my little kid, my little daughter, was on that team, and I caught myself doing it again at practice. Man, she would I would hit ground balls or she'd make a mistake, and I just take out frustration on her. Like it was it was always her fault, always her fault. And my boy Roger says, "Hey man, I I got this. Like let me coach her." And Ramon would do the same thing. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll do the yelling. You just, you worry about everybody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to have coaches that'll, that'll, that'll put you in check too, man. You got to have guys that'll, it's uh you it just coaches that in general that, that, Hey, look, take, take a break, pump the brakes, take a step back, coach the other kids. We got this one. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, if I have any advice for, you know, coaches that are coaching their kid, coach them outside of practice, let your assistant coaches coach them at practice, mm-hmm. treat them no different than any other kid. And your relationship with your kid will be better. You know, for, for the longest time, my oldest daughter and I, we, we butted heads, man. We, we would fight and bicker and every practice, my wife would get upset because we'd be in the, in the garage working and it wouldn't fail 30 minutes later. She's (laughs) crying and I'm, I'm pissed off and it just, man, it wasn't healthy. And I drove, I drove her to stop playing. She, she, she hung it up her, I think her sixth grade year, seventh grade year. She said, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I want to go play volleyball. And that's what I'm going to do. So she went and played volleyball for a year and she got the itch again. And, you know, I matured a little bit and, and she did. And it just, it worked out that way. And that break was good for her. But yeah, my advice to coaches that are coaching their, their kids, man, just uh, let your assistant coaches do that during practice and during games. Now you can coach her during games. Just make sure that you're coaching her or him at at the same level. You're coaching every other kid. If you're going to yell at her, yell at them. If you're going to you know give advice to the team, you got to give the same advice to her. Um, and, and, and you know, that's that's what I would say to the coaches doing it now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's some that's some good advice. That's some real good advice. I mean, not even to like all the coaches because like me, I'm a coach and I coach my youngest one. And she's a lovable, lovable little girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I always want to give hugs and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no, no, nah, you can't. Like, no, we can't do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> And she like the first time I told her, she like looked at me. And so like once we got out of practice all the and no, I think it was a game. And once the game was over, I like I had to explain to her like, like there's just certain things that we can't do inside of like when we're playing. Like after yep. the game, after practice is okay. But she like she's still it's still a little hard for her, but yeah starting to she's starting to understand.
1: That's good, man. That's good. How, how old is she? She's seven. Oh man, yeah, that's a yeah. fun age. Yeah, that's it's a, a fun age. To hate you. We so. had a we had a little uh, we had a, a camp at Incarnate Word the other day. Uh, myself, Nathan, um, and Adrian Rodriguez, and then we had six or seven college kids that came in. And mm-hmm. man, that group that we had we had a, a whole group of seven and eight year olds. Man, they were fun. Yeah. they were fun.
0: They were like sponges. Some uh, some uh, uh the ones on her team.
1: Yeah, there was, I think there's a couple of kids from Thomas's team. Yeah, they, yeah, that's uh, what she played for. She played on yeah. Tom. There, there were some kids, but you know, it just the games progressed. Some of these seven and eight year olds, that you know, the things that they were able to do, and they picked up, and they were attentive they were attentive. They were yes sir, no sir, mm-hmm. type of deal. They, they, uh, they practice hard. They played hard. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, really. I was telling my uh,
0: that's the Thomas. way Thomas like he go about practices. Right, mm-hmm. like he have his daughters. Like they don't call him that. They call him Coach Thomas. That-
1: that was always the same with me, man. And my my kids would be like, What? <laughs> dad, no, I I would never respond to dad in the dugout. Mm-hmm. And they they understood really quick, hey, I'm not dad on the field. It's coach. If everybody yeah. else gotta call me coach, I'm coach. And uh, so even my wife would be like, Man, that's crazy. What are what are you what are you making them do that for? I said, because I'm not dad, I'm I'm their coach on the field. You know, I'm, after the game, dad, I'll respond to you, but I'm not I'm not coach. I'm I'm not dad in the in the uh, in the dugout.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what is just to get and get it in the head at an mm-hmm. early at an yep. early age. Yeah, because like with my oldest one, I didn't really coach her. I coached like a little bit when she was like five, but that was it after that. And, and at that time, I didn't really coach that much. It was just like one season that I helped out, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have to go through that with her. She is the like softball. That's all she want to do in her life.
1: Is I love it. I play, love it.
0: Is play softball. She is just, she's a different, different breed. That's awesome. And, and so the another hard thing for me is like trying to understand that my youngest one is not the way my oldest one was in the sport, right? So it's just the things I have to teach the youngest one, the oldest one at that age, she was... Like it was like, Oh, whatever. I got that. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> so it's just like, like me is, is man is, it's a little different. Like, right? like, so I'm like, so that's why I listen, you know, I listen to all the coaches and I like to get all their point of view on, on how to coach their daughter.
1: Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. I have the same situation. My oldest daughter was that type A personality. Go, go, go. My youngest one, um, just not the same person, you know, and that's all it's fine. They're all everybody's different, you know. Yeah. My middle one's a little more reserved, but she doesn't play softball. She's a gymnast, but she's she's that that grinder type mentality as well. And, and it drives me insane with my little ones like, man, hey, come on, have a little more energy, have a little more, uh, more desire to do something right now. And my wife's always getting on me. She's just your typical teenager, Mark. Yada, yada, yada. I said, no, she's not. She's got to have a little more, <laughs> a little more, uh, want. And, uh, so her and I will butt heads all the time. And, but, you know we we've uh we've managed to uh to survive so far mhm that's
0: that's good man so how is it having a you know softball softball and then one in a different doing something different
1: yeah so my middle daughter's an acrobatic man, and in that world's a little bit different it's uh you think softball is expensive uh, that that's expensive you know when, when i got the first bill when she started gymnastics when she was seven or eight and I got the first bill for leotards and it was like $800 for, for a damn near swimsuit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like $800 for two leotards. I couldn't believe it. And my wife's telling me that's on the low end. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. You know, I broke it down to the minute. I said, we're spending $75 a minute per per minute for, you know, how long they're going to use that, uh, that Leo in competition. Cause I think every routine is only three minutes or whatnot. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> but, uh, it's a nice balance, man. It's an indoor sport, so you don't have to worry about the weather being an issue. Um, it, it's competitive because they—it's—it's it's not like softball where you get another opportunity to be successful. If you strike out one at bat, you may have two or three more at bats. If—if mm-hmm. um, if you drop a skill, because she's not in your traditional gymnastics, she's an acrobat. You got to think of uh, think of circus olay type of deal where she's got two partners and they're doing a whole routine, whole routine where uh, you know they're throwing people up in the air and they're catching them and they're doing all different types of skills. So. You know they have a three-minute routine where they've got to be perfect. Right. You know, somebody's off, off, or somebody misses a skill—that's a deduction. And um, so the pressure that's put on them to to be successful is—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a high-stress environment. And uh, but it's fun to watch, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a different type of preparation, but it's kind of the same as um, as softball. You, you got to make sure and you get your work in outside of practice. You got to make sure that you're dialed in at practice. And then when it's competition time, you just got to be able to trust your training and go.
0: Yeah, I could. Oh, that's oh. so <laughs> gymnast, and that's yep. That's just man, right? You and it's like I like said, it's the same. Like you got this pressure, just but that softball. At least you, you know, like you say, oh, I, oh, I get it back next time, right? But being right. there and just having basically, you have to be perfect.
1: You, you and you it's have, up. Perfect. For me, as a parent, it's tough to watch. When when she first started doing this, the way they would stretch her and bend her and put her body in positions, I I can't watch. To this day, I can't watch practice um, because uh, your body's just not supposed to be able to bend or move in that way. <laughs> and but she would love it. That's the only thing she loved to do. She didn't. She played t ball. She played soccer. She played basketball. Mm-hmm. And she was that kid in soccer that would go pick flowers when you know the <laughs> team's playing, and she just had no desire to do it. And. <laughs> And she started watching. I think she was watching Olympics and uh, or gym, gymnastics on the Olympics one year. And before you know it, she's doing flips off the couch. And my wife and I looked at each other. Like, well, we got to put her in gymnastics. See what happens. And mm-hmm. she found her passion. And uh, you know, she she does her thing. My my wife for the most part spends time with her at the gym because it's a divide and conquer deal with uh, with softball and and gymnastics. Right. So you know, a lot of years when my oldest was going through it, we were. You know, we would be at softball and she'd be at, at gymnastics meets and uh, we, we'd be at a softball camp. They'd be at home training for, for gymnastics. So you know, there are a lot of times where you know, we'd see each other during the week just for for dinner. Um, you know, as, as you guys know, as most families know that that are oh, part yeah. of the select softball or volleyball or any of those those uh, youth sports world. Man, it's uh, it's a grind. It's a sacrifice that uh, that the whole family makes for to do it at a high level
0: oh yeah oh man it's a big sacrifice a big one man um so like so like going to going like to these big tournaments right and and i know coaches y'all, you have to think about your lineups and like how much do y'all lineups change from from game to game
1: um i think it just depends on it depends on how the kids are playing for the most part you know your core group of kids there's not gonna be a lot of shuffling from game to game for the most part um there's I guess certain matchups that, that dictate your lineup as well um but for the most part they're pretty much the same when it comes to our offensive lineup you know we know who our two three four five hitters are. We may shuffle them around a little bit, you know move our two hole to the to the three hole or a two hole to the five hole depending on how they are they're uh they're doing that day or that weekend or whatever the pitching matchup is, they may have success against one pitcher. We may put them in the two hole or, or whatnot, but, uh, I think the shuffling goes more towards the bottom of the lineup, man. And it's, uh, trying to find a spark, trying to find somebody that's going to get that lineup to, to turn over, to get it back to the top of your lineup. Um, so that really is determined by the individual player or players, how they're, how they're playing that weekend. Um, past success against certain teams, because most of the time you're playing, you, you you see these teams over and over in the fall or over and over in the summertime if you're playing that Texas circuit. So you have a really good idea of what pitcher does what, and what kids are successful against what pitchers, and what kids are not successful against certain pitchers. So a lot of that goes into it um, as far as the the strategy is concerned. But uh, for the most part, my, for, for me, it's always how can we get that bottom of the lineup, that 7, 8, and 9, to give us a spark. How can we get production out of that part of the lineup to turn the lineup over and, and get it going? Um, so that's, that's kind of where I look at the most shuffling to, uh, to be done. Uh, for the most part, your, your best, your best hitters are going to be in the top of the lineup. That's just, you know, it, it is what it is. Those kids are the ones you need to get the most at bats from. Those are the ones that are, that are have proven to be the most successful. And uh, you live and die with those kids. Sometimes, sometimes parents will look at you like, man, that kid's one for 25. Well, yeah, but their success leading up to that is that they're proven to to be top players. So you right. got to be able to trust us and know that hey, we have what we have the best interest of the team in mind. Sometimes it doesn't look that well, like that, right? You you know, had kids won for 25. Why have not they moved out of the lineup?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the kid's just proven to be a, a really really good player and and we we have faith in her. Not not saying we don't have faith in, you know, 7, 8 and 9 hole, right. they're just not at that at that level yet you know, our goal is to get them to that level and they still play a, a huge integral part of our lineup. But, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be able to trust the coaches and and understand that, Hey, they, for the most part have the, the best interest of the team in mind and they're trying to win a ball game and, and trying to be successful for, for the team. Mm-hmm.
0: So how, how much, how much do y'all, do you implement? What do y'all implement small ball?
1: Uh, let's see. Depends on, and it, it, it depends on how well we're playing. If we're hitting the ball well, not a lot. You know, if you're able to to drive in runs and you're going gap to gap and you're you're hitting doubles and bombs, there's not a lot of small ball going on. Teams mm-hmm. that have a kid in the circle that's that's dominant, small ball is important. Um, that to me will never ever go away. Uh, you got to have kids that can be able to put a bunt down if if it's going to be a tight ball game and you know it's a you know going to come down to the sixth inning and it's. One-one ball game, and you got to find a way to scratch a run. Then small ball is always going to be a part of that. You find a way to get a walk and move the runner over to second. Uh, maybe do a, you know, something crazy, a fake bunt steal to get the runner over to third, and then you squeeze them in, or you know, you lead off with a double, you bunt them over to third, and you, you squeeze them in. So small ball is super important, especially if you're not hitting the ball well that weekend. Sometimes you got to figure out ways to manufacture runs, and uh, so in that regard, small ball is is important. Something that you got to practice, and and I don't think we practice it enough, um, because nowadays it's it's all about the offense. You know, Mm. chicks dig the long ball, right? Like you know, you you remember that commercial, and uh, the long ball doubles and triples is it's uh, it's the flashy thing to do. But the the fundamentals of
0: runner over and
1: situational hitting and stuff like that is it's a lost art, but uh, it's still super important in this game.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. I think bunting is, is something that if you can't hit the ball, then everybody should butt. You can't hit, you got to put the ball to the bat. Yeah, got to find a way to put the ball to the bat. Somebody have to do it.
1: And that's what that's where you'll find, man. You'll find some of the, some of the best hitters in the game. That's where you're gonna learn a little bit about these kids, man. We, you know, there was a kid that I coached. Uh, you just remember the name, Izzy Cruz, man. This kid she's one of the best hitters in the country at, at uh, first year 16 U. she's coming off an injury but you know that kid can put a bunt down you, you, that kid's a two three four hole hitter but mm-hmm. you know that she's the ultimate teammate when game's on the line and you know the kid can hit the ball to the yard she can hit a double but you got to run her at third and you give her the bunt sign you feel confident she's going to put a squeeze down you know that's the ultimate team player it's mm-hmm. all about winning you know she's she's going to do whatever it takes and, and that's that's the mark of a of a really, really good player. Um but yeah, don't forget that name, man. Is Izzy Cruz. She's uh she's gonna be a good one. And yeah. there's a whole bunch of other ones, you know. So don't parents don't don't get mad at me. I, I love all your kids, but you know, I'm just naming <laughs> one that I know is she's she's uh she's what you would call a dog, man. She's if if you're if you're in an alley, in a dark alley, you want her next to you. She's gonna she's gonna throw down if you need her to. Yeah. And that's how she plays on the field, man. She's She's fun to watch. She's fun to watch. Don't play third when she's hitting, man. She'll uh, whew, she put a up. mask on. Put a mask on. Yeah.
0: Uh, at least, hey, you know one thing I know, I don't. I'm not gonna play third. <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
2: <laughs>
1: There's no way, man. There's no way.
0: It is, yeah, it. I'm.
1: I'm terrified of of any of these kids that are that are hitting nowadays. Uh, bats are hot. Kids are better hitters. They're stronger. They're yes. they're more powerful. You won't catch me playing third
0: at all. <laughs> it's just like how um so like when, when y'all practicing right so you got you say earlier you, I mean, you said you had like y'all got like seven coaches there so you got mm-hmm. Scott there you got all these girls out there like that y'all know that's a baller at they respect the positions like mm-hmm. is is practices like intense like you know like you got these girls like you know like crap I can't mess up because the person that's right behind me in line, might not be on my team, but she's in line behind me that, you know, she looking at me like, and all these other people and coaches and everybody is there. Like, you know, you think these girls thinking like, man, like I really just can't mess up because all these people here are, they just go out there. Like,
1: no, I think it's, it's, I think it's health. I think it's healthy competition. Cause we have ages. We have kids from 12 u to 18 u that are on the field at the same time. Yeah. So, those older kids are a great example to those younger kids of how to do it right. And sometimes those younger kids are an example to the older kids. You know, th- those, old- those younger kids will get after it. And sometimes the older kids may want to just skate by through practice, but mm-hmm. these younger kids can push them a little bit too. You know, Hey man, they're, they're getting yeah. after it. And, yeah. and if the older kids are making a mistake, Scott won't, won't flinch or won't, won't hesitate to jump the older kids. Hey man, these, these 12 of you kids are out working here or in, you better get in line let's go. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. When the older kids are on, and the younger kids are just, you know, not doing their thing, they'll stop they practice at the same time and and choose some rear end when 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 it needs to be.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: for for me, I think it's healthy competition to to see the kid in front of right. you succeed. That means that hey, I got I got to push myself. I got to succeed. If I make an error, so what? Mm-hmm. You know, let, give, give me the ball again. Let me make the play. I and that's a,
0: and 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 that's a good thing. Like um like do the girls that like the positive attitude like do you like let them know like, Hey, it's okay. We at practice. Like this is what you're supposed to do. This is the time to fail. This is the time to mess up. Like, do y'all, do y'all implement? Do y'all let them know, you know that? Yeah, you have to, I think, you know, there's,
1: there's certain, there's a time for, for letting them know, Hey, it's okay. Now if they're not focused, then that's different. You know, like if they're, if they're lacking effort, they're lacking intent to, to get after it. That's different. Then you're not going to let that slide you know, you'll, you'll choose somebody out for, for not giving effort, but you'll take somebody going a hundred miles an hour, making a mistake. It just, it's part of sports, right? You know, as long as the effort and the intention is there for me, I can't jump somebody that's, that's going to, that's just showing that they want it and they're getting after it. Now, if you're being lazy, that's a different story. You know, I, I just, it, it chaps me when, when somebody's steps on the field and they're just not giving everything they have, um, you know, so, uh, you know, making sure that they, ha- they have the, the right intent and they're, they're giving everything they have, then you can live with the mistakes. Right. Oh, and it's cool to see on the field, man, because we have kids from, you know, going to, to big-time Power 5 schools out on the field, and you can, you can see the younger ones looking up to them. You know, hey, man, I want to be in their shoes. Right. So it's cool to see the younger kids push and, and get after it and want to be where they're at, and you, you can just see their level of play rise. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a fun thing to watch.
0: Yeah, everybody pushing everybody. That's basically what it is. Eh? Yep,
1: pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's, that's the goal.
0: hmm Gotta be. That's – but that's that's good, man. That's why – that's why that's our goal is to make it there. My oldest one, she – she has that goal, man. She just actually just changed her screensaver. Man, she has Scott Smith Rockstone on her <laughs> Like That's she, cool, yeah, man. Yeah, she is a bombers girl, like. She that's all she want to play for. That's what so she said. She was like, uh, you know, cause it's teams out there. It's always hey, you know this and that, and and all right. Let me ask her, and they like what? Like, I, gotta, I mean, that's what I have to do. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not you know, but nah. She 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 makes it clear that the only name she want to have across her chest, like to play for, us
1: is the Bomber. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, you know, we, I, I've seen both sides. I've, I've been a part of the Blaze. And nothing mm-hmm. against them. I think they do a great job. And, right. and yeah, there's a lot of great organizations. Man, mm-hmm. Impact Gold Glory, uh, Firecrack. There's so many good organizations yeah, yeah. out there. And you know, I'm biased. I've been part of the Bombers for the last six or seven years, and and I think that uh, you know the athletes that we get and the athletes that that uh, come out of our program are, are some of the better ones. They're they're prepared to to succeed at the next level, and and you know we see it. We see it now, you know, these kids that will leave Scott's team and go and play in college, they're, they're impact players, man. You, mm-hmm. you you got a kid like Mia Scott at Texas or, um, you know, Bailey Brandon, who's at Texas now, played for Scott. Pecan Villa, who's at Texas Tech. Uh, you, she's going to have a – she had a monster freshman, sophomore year. She's going to have a breakout junior year with Coach Snyder over there, man. She's, she's just a, a kid that gets after it from the San Antonio area. So it's, it's fun to see those kids go on to the next level, leave our program, and, and have success. I'm right. um, Not saying that other programs don't do that. There's again, there's there's so many good, great oh, softball yeah. coaches out there. We're just you know in and around this area. Um, This is where you want to be, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and and uh, yeah, and that's what I want to mean. I don't want to, you know, to sound bad to no other orgs because I don't have. I talk to people in all different orgs. There's nothing against no other orgs. That's nope. just that's just her idea. That's what she wants. So I I go with whatever she wants. You know, but.
1: Hey, man, there's, there's a, it's not a bad goal to be a part of. You know, you, you, you make right. Scott's team, you, you know that, yeah, you know that you're going to be there at every tournament. It's going to be a long weekend. Just, yeah, you know, book your, book <laughs> your flight for late Sunday night because you know at the end of the day, it's going to be, it's going to be a weekend. You know, yeah. you, you're not leaving early because those, those kids just, you know, they don't know how to lose. It's, uh, <laughs> winning is, is what they do. And, you know, he's, he's proven to to do it year after year. So hopefully they can get a national title this year, and they've they've had some heartbreaking losses over the last couple of years. But man, they've they faced some some teams that are that are just special teams too in, in championship games. So,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, you're gonna come across that, and that's just it's just what softball is about. Yep, know? yep. That's sure true, man. At that age, oh that yeah, man.
1: It's at that at that level it's it's intense.
0: Yeah, it's you like know? playing college games. Man. It really is.
1: You got UCLA and OU commits and Texas commits all over the field, you know. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's Power 5 softball at, at a senior year uh, senior year in high school. So, you know, you that get a, a preview of what it's going to look like the next year, the next 3 or 4 years and uh yeah. you know, biggest thing is most of these kids are just ridiculous athletes. Um just they can run, they can jump, they can throw. They're just they can play multiple sports. They're just super, super athletic. Yeah. That's one thing that I think that parents got to understand, too. You want to play at a high level, you better be a really, really good athlete. Athlete, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we spend enough time on the strength conditioning and getting the body right um, as much as we should as, as parents, making sure that our kids' bodies uh, and are, are at optimal performing position, I guess, or, or, you know, whatnot. So, you know, the strength conditioning part is important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and I agree like what you had said earlier that, you know, you had said that y'all don't really do it much at practice, but I think that's just something that really shouldn't be like strengthened. I mean, conditioning, yes, but like strength, I mean, and, but it then again, at the younger age, you don't want your kids lifting weights anyway. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but you can, you know, you can, you can do the stuff, man. You can get them doing the push-ups, the pull-ups. Yeah, um, the things that are going to the things that, that translate to the, the softball field. Now, mm-hmm. um, you, know, you, you got to have a strong core. you got to be you got to you know, have a strong upper body, strong hands, strong forearms. you just got to be a strong athlete for the most part, you know, and pliable, uh, you know, stretching. All those different things are super important. Um, you know, I, I saw it really with my older daughter when she got there her freshman year. You know, these athletes are just different. They're her freshman year in college. I, I knew that, man, I didn't have her prepared. From a physical standpoint, mm. um, I felt skills-wise, she could she could swing it with anybody in the country, and she could play defense. But from a strength position and a speed position, she just she didn't she didn't match up to some of the best players in the country. And uh, you know, so going into college, you got to understand that hey, man, I've I've got to have my body in tune. I've got to be I got to be ready to roll. You know, there's there's a lot of data that that will translate. You know, exit exit velo and arm strength over the hand overhand throwing all those different things my home to first you know you can you can find all those measurables to to make sure that you're dialed in before you get to school so you give yourself the best opportunity to succeed when you're there uh, on the softball field.
2: Mhm.
0: Right, right. Man. So what's, uh, what's some good knowledge that the older you would give the younger you?
1: Man don't be an asshole excuse my language <laughs> like don't be that guy that's yelling and screaming at the kids um you know there's times where you've gotta you gotta get on you gotta get on them. you know there's times where you gotta make sure that your point is 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 driven home mm-hmm. but take more time to listen to the kids listen to what they're saying take their input and find a way to get your message across in a different manner nowadays you know it's different when you and i were growing up we had coaches who just yelled and screamed and you just mm-hmm. you made it work right i mean you yeah. you didn't want to get yelled at and screamed at i was that kid that was this fat kid was always getting yelled and screamed at but my coaches you know you got to be better do this out of the other and it just doesn't work nowadays you know kids mm-hmm. are different they you've got to learn to you got to learn to speak to them in a more calm manner that gets your message across and i think that uh, younger me didn't understand that as well as i do now um so it, it's it it was a growing experience, and I'm I'm grateful for it. And I'm still I've still got to get better. My wife tells me that all the time. You know, you you gotta sometimes you gotta take it take a step back and tone down a little bit. But um, that's de- definitely what I would tell my uh, my younger self.
0: Nice, nice. That's and that's I like how you said that's kind of like going back to the to relate to your players, right? You gotta know yeah. what players that can be yelled at because certain players, if you yell at them, that's it. There's you can forget it. They ain't gonna mm-hmm. break down. They are not gonna be able to play right. Yeah, some players you yell at them and they look at you like, "All right, got you."
1: <laughs> yeah, some players that motivate, some it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you can't change you as a coach either. You know, if you're if you're a fiery coach and you know that's that's your style, then you, know, you got to be you. You yeah. can't be somebody that you're not. Um, mm-hmm. but at the, at the end of the day, you got to make sure that that you have the kids' best interest in mind. You're teaching them how to win, and I get it as coaches at the high level you're trying to win every ball game. You know, it's it's about the wins and losses, it's about making sure these kids are prepared for the next level. And you know, cuz parents are paying a lot of money. They don't they're they're not they don't want average. You know, they're not paying all this money for dues and lessons and stuff like that for for a mediocre product. They want to make sure that their kids are are better when they came to you or when they when they leave you than you know when they came to you. Yeah. So you you want to make sure that you would make a positive impact on those kids and you give them the best opportunity to be successful later on down the road.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice, man. All right. So I have this one question, you know, that I like to ask. Yeah. And it's who, who would you like to hear on, on the podcast, but the answer you have to help me get that answer. <laughs> oh, so.
1: You got it, man. Um, Let's see.
0: You said names you've been saying all these names, the whole the whole time so you kind of got a whole list yeah so and i'll give, I'll give you, you a couple of them
1: there's you know if you get scott on, on the podcast we, we'll we'll do our best to help you out he's he he'd give you some nuggets for sure yeah, that's that's somebody
0: um, that i didn't i didn't reach out to a few people <laughs> you know, but they's like now nah, he he busy man so i was like t- time will come time yeah will come.
1: You'll, you'll get there i, I think yeah, um you know a guy that uh that i've just met over the last year is uh bobby buchanan he uh He's our I guess he's the head of our player development within the bombers um, he's he's a young guy I think he's like 30 man he's but he is very well connected in the college softball world uh, when it comes to offense he's a mix of old school and new school uh, you know loves the data but teaches hitting from an old school perspective with a little bit of new school uh, technology and drills so he's a guy that uh, if you want to talk some hitting with man he's He's really, really good. Um, he and I, we talk hitting every day for the most part. We're bouncing ideas off each other and, hey, man, look at this, look at that. So that would be a good guy that I could help you get with. Um, another one would be Christy Malpass. I know I've, I've said her name a few times. Mm-hmm. I think she's as good as they get when it comes to the 14-year level of, de- of the player development side of things. Um, she is, from, from a uh, coaching perspective, She's got the accolades, man. She won a national title last year. Um, her players are always better when they leave her. Um, and, and she's fiery, you know, don't let her, don't let her fool you. She is, she's <laughs> as intense as it comes when it comes to winning. That's all she wants to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think she's, she's one of the, uh, one of the good ones out there. And I've been fortunate enough to learn some things from her. And, um, but yeah, those two right there, if you can't get Scott would be, uh, would be the two that I would I would get on. Uh
0: uh-huh. huh. Hey, we get them too. We getting getting a little bit closer to Scott. You are man. You are. <laughs> you know, and you know Bobby's got connections with USA Softball and and
1: let's say again college coaches throughout the the country. And mm-hmm. I think he coached college for for ten years at at Texas State, or maybe not that long, but he's you know five to seven to ten something like that. So he's been in the college game for a while. He coached in pro ball at uh, Athletes Unlimited and um guys very well connected when it comes to uh, the softball world and uh again I think I think when it comes to hitting man he's he's good he's really really good okay that'd be a good that'd be a good podcast to have for for anybody that wants to talk hitting and and just softball in general mhm
0: yeah that's what that's what I'm here for you know it's so yeah man so we can get that connection some kind of way
1: yeah man we'll we'll uh Crazy. I'll reach out to him when we're done and, and tell him he's got to do it so <laughs> he, he, owes, he owes me a favor anyway, so
0: okay.
1: we'll, we'll, you know, get, it we'll wanna, get it happening.
0: Hey, I want to give a shout out to Nate. You know, for for getting us connected. And that's he 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 hit me up and he was like, "Hey, I think you should hit up Mark. He'll be good for the podcast." And that's how I hit you up. So cool, man.
1: It oh, up. It's been fun. It's been fun. I could I could do this all day, man. Just,
0: yeah, man. I, and, I just enjoy talking softball.
1: It's fun. Yeah, and
0: because and hey, man, I, I gain knowledge because I'm still learning a lot a lot. I never played I played when I was like seven and then just like probably a year or two and I, I was like nope it's not for me and <laughs> I never played it. I would watch the highlights baseball highlights on ESPN and then somehow my daughter became a really good softball player. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. That's so awesome.
0: Yeah, So like I, this this not only I'm giving it for the community because you know that was the whole purpose give this for the parents in the community to listen and and hear how coaches do things and the why's and why they do this in the stands this podcast is you know for them to listen to and help them get the why's yep You know, so man i want to that's
1: that's a good thing man i appreciate you uh you know getting some people on that'll that'll spread the message and grow the game and you know Mm -hmm. hopefully parents will will learn some things and heck i'm still learning as a coach it's uh you're, you're always learning something, you know, there's oh. so much new information that's coming out and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fortunate enough to be with part of the bombers where, you know, we've get, uh, we have great relationships with college coaches and we're, we're able to learn things that, that they're doing. And, uh, you know, the recruiting world is changing. So that's a, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's different from when we were doing it to now. So, um, you know, the more the parents can understand how that's changing and it'll be you know helpful for them and their kids when they're going through the whole process.
0: Yep, yep, man. So, and I want to thank you. Thank you for your time, man. It's yes, sir. Anytime. You know, you giving your giving some of your knowledge out. You know, for the the upper upper level teams in the Bombers organization, man, It's is greatly appreciated. You know, I know you're busy, man. So oh, I, pre- I appreciate
1: you, uh, you giving me the opportunity to get on, man. It was it, it was fun. Like I said, I'll I'll do it again whenever you need
0: me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So. All right, man. We'll we'll catch up later about the whole Bobby Bobby Buchanan thing, and we'll go from there.
1: All right, sounds good. I'll reach out to him right now when we get off.
0: All right, man. Got you.
2: All right, fam. Be good, man. Thanks. Me right, too. All right. I just want to give a huge shout out, man, to all my listeners, all my followers, everybody that just, you know that they have messaged me and let me know how how good the uh, The episodes have been, man. We got plenty more to come. I just want to thank y'all, man. We hit the 1,000 listens mark. You know, that's a big milestone for me as to just starting this, you know, and not knowing where it was going to go. And I just want everybody to know we're going in the right direction. You know, man. Like, I appreciate all the help from everybody that I'm getting, you know, to help me to help me keep this going like I really really appreciate it man like y'all just don't understand man like this is something like it's helping me learn the game at the same time as I'm giving knowledge back to the community so all the parents and everything to hear you know from a coach's point of view I really really appreciate y'all man y'all just let's keep this train rolling 2023 man we're here
0: Yeah man, y'all holla at my boy German for that tent, Thomas, training them kids, fielding, feet work, all the good stuff, Levi's wreaths and more, get them doors looking nice, I at the wife, Levi's mobile detailing, we here, peace.